0: And now, the moment you've all been waiting for, you're tuned in to Tapped Out, hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine, only on the BetQL Network. Welcome back into Tapped Out here on the BetQL Network with my partner, Brendan Tobin. I am Sean Levine. Let's welcome on Joe Osborne, sports betting analyst at Odd Shark. He's joined us before. He's back again. I don't know about you, Joe, but I don't just love the top of this card. I love the entire main card coming up.
1: Yeah, it's a fun, fun card, right? A lot of bangers here on this one. So I always love pay-per-view weekends, especially, you know, the weekends are a little light sports-wise these days. with no football going on, so I'm pretty pumped for this one. It should be an absolute blast.
2: This uh, this night, obviously, is headline, Jorge Masvidal, Colby Covington, pretty lopsided odds-wise on this one. Everybody seems to love Colby all the ways that he could go get it done. How are you uh, How are you seeing how it's all kind of shaking out with, uh, with Colby being where he's at and, uh, and George being where he's at?
1: Yeah, I like Colby too. You know, I'm not going out on the limb here. Uh, I haven't heard a whole lot of people take Masvidal, actually. But, uh, you know, I ultimately think I think Covington's style and pace will dictate how this fight plays out. But, you know, you got to look to get a better number. You don't have to, but I will. That's my style of betting. So I'm going to take him to win by decision. Uh, Very reasonable odds here at minus 110 and you know as good as this guy can be as dominant as he can be and as skilled as he can be he's showed a lot of improvement in there. He's not exactly a finisher is he over the I think the last five years he's fought eight times six of those fights have gone to decision the two that didn't actually went into the fifth round so I think we're in for a long fight here as for masvidal you know bit of an up and down career sure but the one thing that has been consistent with this guy is that he is very difficult to put away now you look at his most recent fight and say what are you talking about joe camaro Usman knocked him out well that was the first time in about 12 years a span of about 30 fights that that guy got finished in a fight the first time in 20 ufc fights that he got finished in a fight but you know, you take a look at Covington; he doesn't really have that striking power, right? So, I, I would be very shocked to see him put him away by strikes. Uh, I think a submission very unlikely as well. In terms of how the fight plays out, I think we could see shades of uh, the Masvidal Usman one fight, uh, which, of course, Usman won by decision. There, I think Colby's going to land his takedowns. I don't know if he's going to do much with them once he gets uh, Masvidal to the mat, but he's going to be scoring points that way. I think he will be able to outland him uh, with that high volume striking he throws out there. Again, he might not inflict a whole lot of damage, but I think he's going to score points and uh, hopefully win at least three rounds in a fight that goes to decision.
0: Joe, you mentioned Masvidal's only been knocked out one time in his MMA career. However, that is the most recent time he was in the octagon. So, any concern that now that's happened, he's going to be a different guy?
1: Well, a little bit, yeah, to be completely honest. Like uh, in some sports, you know, it's like the traditional team sports will be a slow decline. Maybe happens over the course of a season for an athlete or a couple seasons. In MMA, it happens very, very quickly. Look at Tony Ferguson, guys. Like he just felt completely fell off a cliff almost out of nowhere. And it's because, you know, we're only seeing these guys compete two, three, four times a year. So, yeah, that is a concern. Uh, You think, you would think Masvidal might be a little bit different. So, yeah, absolutely a little bit of a red flag. If he was in there with a power puncher, uh, I might not be so inclined to take this one to uh, go the full five rounds. But, uh, yeah, I still feel confident uh, this one will go to the 25 minutes.
2: One thing that I think is interesting about this is, you know, we, like you said, we can tend to overreact to these things with George. But before he got in there with Camaro, he did have an incredible run of, of finishing three straight fights. And, yeah, if, if somebody was going to finish this fight, I feel like it is going to be Jorge. Over five rounds, can he find some way to knock him out? Is there a part of of you that would say, like, hey, if you're a Mosby all fan, and I have plenty of them down here in Miami, like there is good value and throwing a little bit on on Georgia. It is mixed martial arts. You never know. He's tricky. All that type of stuff. And that some way somehow he's either it, it's a knee, maybe it's a, a, a something in the in the scramble, something like that. He is still crafty like that, and and can find a way to win that way.
1: Oh yeah, this is what I've said to people. A couple people who. Uh who I've heard that are taking Masvidal. uh, I said, well, you might as well throw a little sprinkle on that Masvidal by KO. It's at uh, four to one right now, plus 400, which is pretty good odds. So I I think him winning a five round decision would be unlikely. If he does win, it's probably going to be by KO. So yeah, I, I couldn't fault anyone for doing that. Masvidal has surprised us before, right? So he absolutely has it in him. Uh, you know, motivation for either of these guys. You can't really question it. But Masvidal, he really does have his back up against the wall, right? Coming off a couple of consecutive losses here. So, um, yeah, I do see value in that. Not a pick that I'm making, obviously. But if you like Masvidal, I think that's the way to go with that one.
2: And do you think that he's one of these guys, like, he's such a fan favorite? Obviously, he's the reason they're headlining the pay-per-view. He's one of the biggest stars in the UFC. Do guys like this? I wouldn't say he's in the ilk of a Conor McGregor, but guys who are that much of a fan favorite, can they swing things on a certain night? Like, is there a best time like that you'd want to get in there just because of of the popularity of a guy?
1: People tend to think that, but you haven't seen a whole lot of that, right? Like uh, people would say even the most recent McGregor, uh, Poirier fight, like wait to the day of the fight uh, because everyone's going to be pounding money on McGregor. Not necessarily the case, even with that, Nate Diaz's most recent fight, who he's like a massive fan favorite, too. I know he was a big underdog versus Leon Edwards, and people were like, if you like Leon Edwards, wait to the day of the fight, because people will be throwing the money down on Diaz. Not really the case. Um, that's a theory that some have, and I'm sure it does happen from time to time, but you can't exactly uh, paint all those situations with, with the same brush, I
0: guess. Talking with Joe Osborne of Odd Shark here on Tapped Out betql network brendan tobin and sean levine oftentimes joe people want to bet based on who has more to gain or who has more to lose you know that whole pressure thing who do you think has more to lose in this fight Uh,
1: well probably masvidal to be honest i mean he is the big pay-per-view draw right and how many times can you lose them before you lose that magic right and um and if If Colby beats him the way that he beat uh, Woodley or Robbie Lawler, for example, you know, I don't think people are going to take him as serious. People are still going to want to see him fight, but he might not be that mega draw on pay-per-view, and he's bringing in a lot of money with those pay-per-view points, right? So I would say say Masvidal.
0: Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Think you know the Brooks ghost? Think again.
2: Is there a way to those two fights with Colby like going back to that? Like, do you find those are going to be much more similar matchups than what we saw with Kamara? I mean, that was pretty much just stand and bang because those two are such good wrestlers. This is kind of in the same milk game. Maybe some would say older striker, a guy who is going to try and, and get you with the big power shot. Robbie's obviously probably on the back end when he fought Colby, but he's always dangerous. And same thing with Tyron. We're always frustrated, never threw the bombs, but Colby just wears them out with the with the the takedown, get him up, get him down. It's 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 just like you know, it's it's exhausting going against him.
1: Yeah, I think Colby's going to absolutely try to mix it up. I don't think he's going to be like a Ben Askren in there looking to shoot for a takedown right off the bat. We saw how that worked out versus Masvidal, right? So absolutely. you know, why would he switch up the game plan that's been working for him? Like, uh, I think Colby's probably the best guy in the UFC with a belt around his waist right now. Like, listen, he's won rounds against Kamaru Usman, who is, uh, most people think, the, the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the UFC, including myself. So, yeah, I do think he's going to mix it up. Um, and, you know, he's definitely going to, like... Take it to the mat. And his striking has improved quite a bit over the years here, hasn't it? Not a whole lot of power, but he caught Uzman a couple of times, right? He snapped on him pretty good. So, yeah, I think he's going to mix it up and uh, really test that gas gas tank of Masvidal.
0: Would you be shocked if Colby ends up knocking him out or even TKO's him, leaves him in a pool of blood, a.k.a. Damian Maya?
1: Uh, I would be shocked if he like a one punch knockout Camaro Usman style. I think that would be incredibly shocking just based on the body of work that we've seen from Colby. Like I said, he's not a big uh, power puncher guy, but I wouldn't be shocked if we get into like the late third round, fourth round, fifth round. And if Colby's been dominating the fight and he's able to get on top of him in some type of grand and pan situation, that wouldn't be totally shocking to me. But, uh, you know, I do think we see a little bit of a bounce back from Masvidal to the point where he doesn't totally get his ass kicked.
2: Uh, what do you think of this uh, coming through on us on the card? We got uh, Edson Barbosa up against Bryce Mitchell. Love the camo shorts. Who doesn't? Go and uh, Yeah. So what do you uh, what do you think this is kind of one of his big showcases? Obviously, Edson's yeah. a, a proven name. What do you think about this fight?
1: Yeah, Barbosa, he would be my favorite underdog on the entire card, guys. I think this is... Uh, fight that should be around to pick him probably so you know I wouldn't be so inclined to pick uh, Barbosa if that was the case then I still like him to win but plus 130 I think we're getting great odds on him this is easily the best opponent of uh, Mitchell's career so far easily the most experienced guy of his career and uh, Mitchell you know putting together a pretty good resume and this is a real measuring stick fight for him but I think there's a lot of recency bias cooked into this line for uh, Barbosa. And that's something you see quite a bit in the UFC, right? And outside of that most recent fight, I think Barbosa's looked pretty good in this division. But he got his ass kicked in his last fight, right? He got finished and it did not look good. And if you look at his win-loss record over the past couple of years, that doesn't look good either. But look at the guys he's taking those L's against, right? He's not getting beat by no-name bums. He's getting beat by a very elite competition. Also, some very close split decision losses in there. So I think uh, Barbosa still has a lot left in the tank, especially versus this level of competition. Guys who are top three, you know, guys wearing the belts, maybe not so much, but I think he can get out there and compete and uh, I I love the number, plus 130.
0: I was gonna ask you, Joe, about that level of competition before the other guy, for Bryce Mitchell. Is Thug Nasty ready for a step up like Barbosa?
1: Well, sometimes you see this in the UFC, right? Uh, And this is the version of Bryce Mitchell getting his push, right? Like even casual, I think most casual fans recognize uh, Edson Barbosa because he's been around for a while. He's been in a lot of big fights with big names. And uh, Bryson Mitchell is a guy on the come-up. So if he can pick up a W versus a well-known fighter like Barbosa, uh, that's going to look pretty damn good on the resume. And if he is truly on his way to a title shot, that's uh, something that can really back him up, right? That would look really good on his, uh, his win-loss record, a W against a guy like Edson Barbosa.
2: Joe, I want to ask you about uh, one guy who's not going to be on the card, but we thought was going to be. That was Islam Makachev, uh, who just got his win last. week it's Bobby Green some of the early numbers that have come out people were putting some of the uh, the, the, maybe the top contenders uh, Charles Oliveira people are on my Jeff it seems early like he's going to be the early favorite do you buy into the hype after watching him uh, against and doing what he did against Bobby Green the flirtation that he was maybe going to take on RDA Mm -hmm. do you believe that he should be this overwhelming favorite or do you think the resume is still a little bit soft to crown him the next Khabib
1: I think he's fantastic really uh, I mean the big argument is that the resume is pretty soft right he hasn't really fought a very high level of competition but the level of competition he's gone up against he's absolutely dominated so you can't really criticize him too much based on uh, the strength of schedule in front of him and I would argue maybe if you put this point of his career uh, against Khabib at that point of his career uh, Islam might Be more dominant, right? But we do have to see him take that next step up. Now, I did see uh, the odds versus uh, Olivera. What did they have him at like minus 300 or something? Insane, it was
2: like, it was, I was like, whoa, I was just especially, especially with just how good Olivera's looked. And I felt like he was starting to earn some of that respect. Don't get me wrong, like, look, Islam was fantastic. I was just like, I I was quite surprised, but I, you know, I don't know if this is just a wrestler thing, you know, these guys who are the great grapplers, they always feel like they get. The big, you know, the odds are are very much in their favor. We're seeing that. I think that's part of the reason why Colby is where he is because it's the grappler versus the striker. It's a feel like it's a path of of least resistance to go get the win. Like it's always going to be in your back pocket. But I don't know. I just like he beat a guy on ten days' notice. You know, I don't know if that's worthy of saying he's an overwhelming favorite against the champ.
1: Yeah, I thought that was a bit asinine, to be fair. Uh, I think Olivera is fantastic, right? Like, he's the guy who – he's always had that ground game, but he's improved in regards to toughness. And uh, his striking is fantastic, too. So, yeah, if you were going to set those odds today and you were going to give me Olivera at plus 300, I would jump on that in a second.
0: It's also not the type of thing where if Islam hits him to the ground, that Charles Olivera is going to be in a panic. I mean, we've seen that guy on the ground off his back and he's just about as good as they come.
1: Yeah, doesn't he have the most submission wins in the U- UFC history or
0: something and, like that? And, and, yeah. and he, indeed he does. So, yeah, that's a difference. I mean, we never got a chance to see <laughs> it versus Khabib. I agree with you. He's fantastic. I believe, Joe, I saw a quote from you about Greg Hardy that was the opposite of him being fantastic. You think he stinks. Huh? Greg Hardy versus Sergey Spivak coming up Saturday night. Greg Hardy, the plus money once again. What's your beef with Greg?
1: Well, I don't really have much of a a beef. I know a lot of people have a beef with him personally because of his background. Um, Sure. But, but just, just in terms of a fighter, listen, Hey, the UFC tried their best uh, to give this guy a little bit of a push, right? You know, he's got the, the background as being an NFL player. Uh, He's a, a very good athlete in there, but he's not very good guys. He stinks. And that's why he's the underdog at plus plus one seventy-five in this fight. And listen, all you have to do is look at his strength of schedule in the UFC, right? He has four wins in the octagon. Those four guys that he has wins against have been released from the UFC. So that's all you have to know about them. And he's able, he was able to overwhelm those guys and that's how he beat them. Um, But when he's in there with somebody who's even, above average he has not looked very good so I like Spivak here uh minus 215 uh on the money line I'll take him to win inside the distance uh plus 120 uh so 27 combined fights for the guys only five went the distance so I think Spivak can take care of business here now the counter to that is well it's uh one punch from Greg Hardy well you can say that about most of the heavyweight division, right? So, Frank Hardy's going to have a little bit of size on him here, but uh, Spivak is a guy I-, I like that bet, especially if it plus money inside the distance.
2: I don't disagree with you. Like, I also think like I'm I'm impressed that he's been able to stick around this long. But I'm with you. I feel like he's completely peaked. Like, that's just, I feel like that's definitely what's been shown with Greg the last couple of fights.
1: Yeah, you know, I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt a little bit. Like, it's like, all right, well, let's maybe give the guy a second chance, I guess, and see if he can uh, turn things around. But, yeah, I I haven't seen enough from him. So, I'll take uh, Spivak, who I don't think he's incredible
0: either, but he's at least above average. So, a couple levels above Hardy there. And he's the polar bear sports betting analyst at odd shark <laughs> Joe Osborne joining us here on tapped out great insight great numbers as always Joe let's win some money tonight ma'am thank
1: you guys good luck to you guys and good luck to all the listeners out there
0: Joe Osborne of odd shark it's tapped out here on the bet QL network